I'm Lindsay Maloney, and this is the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I built a six-figure coaching business while raising my three babies and working a nine-to-five, and I'm here to help you break free from the hustle mentality that's been holding you back from reaching your full potential so you can know your worth, step into your own power, and of course, book your dream clients. Welcome back to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. Today, we have Janet Mesh with us. And I'm super excited to share this episode with you because Janet really focuses on empathetic marketing. And when I saw that, that got me really excited because I feel like there's so many marketing strategies out there that it almost feels like you can't bring that human touch to it, that, that empathy to it. So I love her approach. I was excited to bring her on and I know you're going to love it too. So sit back, relax and enjoy. All right, you guys, we have Janet Mesh with us today. I am so excited to interview her because she is an under 30 force to be reckoned with who worked in-house and at agencies in marketing, built a successful portfolio as a freelancer for B2B and tech companies and traveled to more than 20 countries before launching Aimtal two years ago. She's quickly created success with her company with a fast growing fully remote team. Her current clients include well-known tech companies like Trello. Her unique approach to providing services to clients, empathetic marketing is among the topics we'll get into more today during our interview. So Janet, welcome to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. Thanks, Lindsay. Excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on. I think it's important just to give this full variety of all kinds of amazing entrepreneurs. So when I saw that you were coming, I was excited. So why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and who you serve? Sure. Uh, So I'm Janet Mesh, as you already um, mentioned, and I'm the CEO and co-founder of Intel, and we're a remote-first marketing agency based here in Boston, but my team's um, all around the country. We even have um, one of our team members over in Europe. So um, we specialize in digital and content marketing and serve clients primarily in the B2B industry, particularly like tech and SaaS companies. And yeah, like you mentioned, we are uh, nearly two years in business, which is super, honestly, insane and really exciting, especially um, we're here now in 2020 and <laughs> it's been a little bit of a crazy year. Enough said. Yeah. And so it's been definitely a super exciting, um, you know, almost decade of working in the marketing industry. I'm a, I'm a marketer at heart. I, I went to school for communications and marketing. And, uh, you know, as you mentioned in my introduction, kind of navigated through figuring out what I wanted to do and where I wanted to be in my career and you know, working in-house, trying agencies. Um, and what it really came down to is I really, I mean, I, I love marketing. It's it's always been what I've wanted to do, which is really awesome to kind of pair your passion Mm -hmm. with profession. And, but what always was kind of itching in the back of my mind was I wanted that like flexibility of just kind of work where I wanted to work and not really be constrained by someone telling me like, no, you can't, Mm -hmm. you know, take a vacation or go Mm -hmm. travel and work remotely from, you know, Spain for a week, like a week or something like that. (laughs) So, um, kind of the origin story of like a lot of where my freelancing kicked off is um, I was working in-house at a company um, for several years and I built up their marketing department Mm -hmm. and then they got acquired actually. And then it was just kind of aligned where I realized it was time for me to move on. So instead instead of just jumping into another job, I traveled down to South America 
for four months and just kind of saved up enough money to figure out what I want to do and just kind of do, you know, the whole like quarter like crisis reflection. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it really just came down to, I wanted to work in digital marketing and I wanted to be able to work remotely. And I was like, I'm going to do whatever to, you know, make that, figure that out and make that work Um, and really put the hustle in to get there. And since that kind of making that decision and committing to that, I started working and work with a couple agencies because um, it definitely allowed a little bit more flexibility. And then, but then realized that wasn't really the perfect fit working um, in that capacity, but then really started actually picking up like my own freelance clients and doing that type of work. And I, I really loved it. And it, it, you know, in 2018, it just kind of got bigger than myself. And I realized I could just provide better services to clients and really expand this by starting Intel. So um, that's what my business partner and I did. Um, you know, over two years ago and yeah, we're still, um, you know, growing and super exciting and, you know, working with some really amazing people and our team and clients. I love that. I love how you kind of went where you were in the workforce and then you decided, you know, this is a big sign that I need to really pay attention to what I meant to do and what I love to do. And you took that time for yourself to figure it out. And then you created this amazing company. So your company is running, it's over two years old. Why are people reaching out to marketing companies in the first place? Oh, that's a good question. So, I mean, definitely, um, you know, even more so than before, um, you know, of course, like the COVID has like massively disrupted consumer behavior and just um, in general, like how people are like finding information. I mean, it was really accelerating before where, you know, the first thing that you're going to do when you're looking for something uh, is most likely either like ask a friend or family member or mm-hmm. go to Google. Mm-hmm. So you're always kind of seeking, you know, the information before, you know, you have to educate yourself before you buy or look into what you're in need of. Mm-hmm. So that's what we really specialize is like on the online side and helping our clients be found by, you know, their ideal um, customers. And with COVID, of course, <laughs> mm-hmm. that like just completely accelerated even more because you don't have these in-person events. Um, you, you know, even we don't really work in e-commerce, but if you just think of, you know, people can't just walk into the shop anymore and, you know, just kind of mm-hmm. like do the window shopping or you know, just kind of popping around and seeing things in person, it's all consuming online. So that definitely, you know, (laughs) that has, you know, people are coming to us because there's a lot of competition. So we um, create very like tailored content to their specific audiences. um, And which we'll talk about later is like that kind of empathetic approach to it, really attracting the right the right audience of who you want as customers. Mm -hmm. um, And then providing that like information to them and I mean, we could probably talk all day about like specific SEO optimization and all that, but it's kind of a beast. (laughs) Um, Oh, for sure. But of course, there's a variety of, you know, tactics in order to connect with the right people and, you know, getting your message heard and your business and um, your services. Mm-hmm. Well, to put some context around uh, the time frame of when we are doing this interview, we are doing this in August, 2020. Um, so there's, it's just been such a huge shift for all entrepreneurs, online entrepreneurs and a digital marketing space. Um, you guys have probably seen this huge growth, like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the thing that caught my eye was something that you just said was the empathetic marketing. Tell us about that. Yeah, sh- absolutely. So this is like something that's always been, um, and I, I don't want to see more of it coming out of like how the world just needs a little bit more empathy. It's actually mm-hmm. kind of, it's actually, I think it's actually kind of interesting how all of us at this point in time or 
at a global level or going through almost the same experience. Mm -hmm. Um, So it really can give you, you know, the, the, like the definition of empathy is, you know, the capacity to understand or feel what another person is experiencing Mm -hmm. and like putting yourself in that frame of reference and really like putting yourself in that position not just like having like, Oh, I like, I can kind of understand it. It's just taking it to the next level. Mm -hmm. Um, and what I see since we work a lot in like the tech with tech companies, mm-hmm. there's a lot of emphasis, of course, like on the numbers and <laughs> like the data. Mm-hmm. Super important to like an- analyze and understand. But I, I see like a massive focus on um, like using data to drive everything you do. So you're really just kind of like, okay, say you're seeing like all this information coming in and you're just Mm -hmm. like, oh, I got all these impressions on Instagram and, you know, I got five downloads. You know, you're just kind of looking at the number of what you're putting out instead of actually like the people of who Mm -hmm. you want to be connecting with of your customer. So we really, I position this as like empathetic marketing and kind of I mean I love to say I mean I came up with it but I see it around too but I Mm -hmm. I really it's kind of like my pitchfork is always coming back to like who is the person that you you know want to attract and you want to serve as a client and um, we do that like that's kind of like our core of everything we do with marketing strategy and execution is really not even not even necessarily of the client like you of course you want their brand to be really strong but there's more clarity when our clients can like speak to their customers in, in, in a direct way and really understand them. So um, I can give like an example is yeah, kind of what we do is like why we, we identify also as a content marketing agency is because we use the content to drive a lot of our um, marketing strategy for our clients and the execution because content like so let's say like a guide or an ebook um you know you're kind of thinking through like a pain point and that's really what it comes down to is like what is the pain that your your ideal customer is having and how do you solve for that like what is your service providing to them instead mm-hmm. of thinking like oh i i want all these people like i want all these clients and i want to make a bunch of money it's like of course everyone wants to but like you're it's gonna be you're gonna be more authentic if you're really thinking like what is like a solution I can provide and kind of giving away like your information a little bit of um you know like your authority and your 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 services but mm-hmm. not giving I don't know I was just say you don't want to give away the whole kitchen sink but you want to give like a couple right right <laughs> um and the contents definitely helps so the most important is that it really helps you one focus on your customer and then it helps you build trust because it comes back to like people are going to be searching on Google and this is like a very common consumer behavior now of online um, marketing and just how everyone's going digital is that we want to take the time to you know read reviews or see what information they have and kind of start to in a way a little bit form your own bias if you want to work with um, a company or not and that that content and the information you're putting out online really helps to like build the trust and that you know that trust compounds over time and then you're already starting to with this information and this like connection, you're starting to like build a relationship with them. And then it just makes it a little bit easier as um, you kind of like, I mean, talking technically push them through the funnel um, and really starting to develop out those relationships with them. I love that approach. It feels really good to me because I really believe in that too. I think um, being empathetic is one of my most important 
things that you can do as a business owner or as just as a human being. And I really feel like you can't go wrong doing that. And sometimes there's so many marketers out there who almost make you feel like if you are an empathetic person and you don't focus on the data all the time, you live and breathe the data, then your business isn't going to move fast. I just, I don't subscribe to that. And I love that you don't either. um, I always use it to like inform. It's like a mindset, like almost a shift. It's like using the data to inform the direction of your marketing. And, you know, because the data can also tell, maybe you even have like an inherent bias of like what you think would work, but then like that data can kind of like, you know, people are, people are going to tell you what they want. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a matter if you're like listening and really like putting yourself in their position and really understanding like how they're responding and what's working and what's not and having that reflection and really kind of getting into the minutia a little bit, but keeping like a broader view at the same time so that, you know, you're serving them in the right, the way that they're telling you that they want to be served. Mm -hmm. It's almost like the, the comparison of buying 5,000 email subscribers because you want the numbers, but you don't care about the quality. That's kind of oh how my gosh. I feel about exactly. it. <laughs> hey, look, yes, ex- I, exactly. Like that's what I always say. Actually like had it written down to like emphasize as well. So I'm so happy to say that. It's like, it really is the quality over quantity. And there's such this massive focus on the vanity metrics, mm-hmm. which I understand. Like everyone wants to say like, crazy followers on social and they want to make it seem like that, you know, they have this like massive audience, but it's like, if, what does that matter if you're not even getting results or you're not developing mm-hmm. long lasting relationships? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and being a person of integrity, mm-hmm. uh, I don't really feel like, you know, when I, when, if I was going to die today, I would be like, Oh, thank God I had 16,000 followers on Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, I actually heard like a really, um, I was listening to another podcast, of course, and um, the speaker was saying how, and I like love this, it really stuck with me. It was like, I want to work with clients that want to come to my funeral. And I was like, whoa, like that's. Yeah, that's um, bumpy. That's like, <laughs> but it's it's an interesting concept because it's like, yeah, are, are you engaging and connecting with people that, uh, you know, you really truly want to work with, especially if you're in, you know, uh, client-based work it's like you're mm-hmm. you're working with other humans like it can be exhausting <laughs> oh, um sure. so it's like all about you know protecting that energy and making sure that you're you know you're working with people that you truly want to and um and, and having fun you know having fun with it and you know helping them grow their businesses that's that's kind of always I, I get really excited when I help our clients grow their businesses it's mm-hmm. super fun <laughs> Oh, for sure. So we have a lot of coaches who listen to this podcast. So what kind of things um, could you talk to them? Some, most of them are either just starting or they're trying to scale and they probably feel a little bit intimidated for marketing. I know I put marketing off for years. Uh, so what are some helpful things that you can share with them? Yeah, definitely. I think it really, what's worked really well for me is getting very clear. And this kind of comes back to that, like empathetic approach is like literally put pen to paper, like sit down at your computer and write out who exactly is your ideal client. Like mm-hmm. make like a profile of them and not even like taking it like, oh, they like to, you know, I don't know, like location, like those kind of, you know, you can make a buyer mm-hmm. persona, but really like understanding almost like the deeper needs that they have. It's like, what are, what are their fears? What are their current challenges? Like what is, I mean, the other thing that's super interesting about all of this that I see a lot is that a lot of companies or coaches or when you're working, you're always kind of just thinking of yourself, mm-hmm. but it's, it's really like taking it the next level 
to like understand truly like their world and it's like what is like the one piece how your service or product fits into it because I think a lot of the times like you know people are like oh like my service like it's gonna it's gonna transform their entire life and it's like it's maybe will be one part of it Mm -hmm. but they have so many other aspects of it but like how does your service like fit into like their entire world and getting very clear we actually like at Intel we've taken the time to like build processes and get very clear on this of like who our ideal client is of course you're not always gonna work with like the ideal and Mm -hmm. or it evolves to being like even better than you thought but Mm -hmm. um we identify like you know in our conversations or like who we're attracting if someone will be like a fit for if we'll be a fit for them and they'll be a fit for us with our services and you know there's i mean even during like a global pandemic and a recession there's times where i've actually like have not moved forward on certain um projects or um clients because i just i i don't know it just i knew that it just didn't align with um you know the best work we could do for them or Um, Mm -hmm. it wasn't the perfect fit. And I think that's actually okay. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, we're kind of, kind of coming back to that, the quality over quantity Mm -hmm. is that really focusing on like who you want to work with for the long, long term and how you want to like help, like, you know, improve their lives instead of just being like, I want 50 clients by the Mm -hmm. end of the year, because Mm -hmm. I think that that can, I don't know, that like quantity metric can lead to a little bit of a toxic experience. Mm -hmm. Well, I think about a lot of entrepreneurs leave the corporate world. And one of the biggest things, the problems with corporate world, I'm, I'm a part of that is you're just seen as a number and you really don't matter on, you just don't, you know, it, it is what it is. And so then we take that with us and we're like, we need to get this many students. We need to get this many clients. And, Mm -hmm. And you're adapting that mindset, which is not healthy or sustainable and people can see right through it. Do you agree? Yeah, I think so too. Um, you know, of course, like if you're running a business, you have to think of, you have to plan for the numbers and you need to scale, but I th- absolutely think people can see through it. And it's like, it, it, and that's, it comes down to like, there's, there's so much, there, there is a lot of competition. Right. And it's like, if you're not being authentic to yourself and having some standards and like, then, you know, people can kind of just unfortunately move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. So, and it, it, you know, if, if people want to work with other authentic people, I mean, there's a lot of mistrust in the world and it's hard to find people to align with. Um, mm-hmm. But the power of everything going online, it's, it, it's also a little bit easier to connect with, the, with people that you identify with. So mm-hmm. well, I think it's important too, to know that if you feel like you can't stand out with the marketing that you're doing, are you being true to yourself and allowing yourself to feel empathy for the people who follow you? Because if you don't tap into those things, or if you feel like it's not strong enough, then like you said, you're just white, you're white noise and you're just trying to be like everybody else. But if you really think about the pain points of you three to five years ago, they're probably spot on with the people who are following you and who need your help. So what kind of things do you, did you struggle with like marketing in your company when you first started or were you just like, you know, awesome right off the bat? (laughs) No, I think (laughs) there's always something to improve and there's always more I could be doing for sure. Um, so, 
I mean, it's really, it's actually like, it's kind of funny with when you have an agency, it's like kind of a joke where like you, if you focus so much on your, your clients marketing, you do like a phenomenal, phenomenal job there. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes back to like your own, you're like, oh, we probably should apply like similar (laughs) strategies to ours. Um, We don't want to forget about (laughs) our own company here. So I definitely like, I would say like that was a little bit of a challenge because like I'm, I, I mean, I love working with, like, our clients, and I love working with my team, and, like, that is, like, my creative, like, mm-hmm. zone of genius, and I definitely have had to, like, m- remember to, like, pivot back to Intel and, like, really focus, like, on our marketing and sales and really understanding, like, getting clear even on our messaging, and, like, like I said, we did the work to, like, understand, like, really who is our, who are our clients, like, how do we want to communicate to them like what content do they need so it's been pretty fun we've been like creating like free resources if you go to like our website the resource tab we have a couple downloadable free downloadable guides there there's a whole one on seo like we were kind of mentioned before um mm-hmm. a couple on like paid advertising um and yeah so I, I mean i'm really just taking kind of i'm starting to do a little bit of the research and this is like an important for anyone listening where it can, I think marketing feels really overwhelming because you just feel like you have to do it all. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to like stay away from like that mindset. It's like, I don't need to do everything. Like we don't need to be on every single social channel and writing blog posts every week mm-hmm. and, you know, creating a podcast and blah, 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 like all these things. Like it can be, you know, kind of f- focusing and really trying to like focus on specific channels first. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's even just like one social media channel where like your ideal clients are. Mm-hmm. And then like for us, it would be like LinkedIn and Twitter, for example. Mm-hmm. But for other people, maybe it's more Facebook and Instagram. Um, and then, so that's that's kind of what I've been <laughs> focusing on. is like n- trying not to do too much, like trying mm-hmm. to do enough that's really going to drive things forward, but not trying to like overwhelm myself where you get to like analysis paralysis. I think that's, 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 that is such a common pain point is you think you have to do all this stuff. And then when you finally finish doing it, you have to start the next week and do it all over again. And you're like, I can't, I can't do this. This is just too much. Um, what do you, what, what's working really well? Like if we can keep it simple, let's say all of our audiences on Instagram and Mm -hmm. I came to you and said, I need to work on my marketing. What's working really well for people right now? Uh, I would definitely, so the, and this is a pretty common one, but it works super well. It's like starting to like batch your content creation so that like every month, like taking, like, it's so hard to do just like carve out the time, Mm -hmm. but carving out the time to like, even just, you can just batch your like content creation into like two weeks and like planning like your post out, um, is a simple way, like on the feed. But honestly, like that's, that's a great way to grow like your Instagram, um, profile with like the feed posts Mm -hmm. really where we're seeing tons of growth and engagement is on stories and even then the next level is like going live if you have like the bandwidth for it and and honestly like the confidence because I'm even like scared of that Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but it's definitely like you want to kind of like think of the and not just always thinking of it of like on like what you're going to be posting like on a daily basis but like also the using the different um, capacities of Instagram. And then if you're scheduling it out, it's really great because like where, how you're really going to grow and connect with people is doing the like community engagement and actually like interacting with people on the channel. It's not just like, 
I, I always, I love when you like sometimes post stuff and you just see someone like post a couple emojis because they're trying to like get a mm-hmm. like or a follow. And it's like, mm-hmm. that is not an effective strategy. It's like, mm-hmm. actually read, read the caption. And if like it identifies with you, then like comment and like have a conversation with that person. Um, that's, I mean, that definitely goes a long way and it kind of comes back to like starting to create those connections um, with people that you're maybe potentially targeting to work with. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so important to work ahead. I've, I've been working ahead for years. I always plan out 30 days before because I can't fly by the seat of my pants. I'm a planner. That's my personality. Um, and if, if they didn't allow us to plan ahead, then I'd have to find somewhere else to play, but you have to really feel what works best for you. So if it's a week or a month ahead, whatever it is, but having a little bit of strategy behind it, asking questions, mm-hmm. um, getting that engagement up is so important. And I know sometimes it feels like Instagram is in a slump and there's like some weird going on and all the numbers have gone low. And then people get to that place where, I mean, I'll, I have people who will say, well, I had 340 students la- or followers last week and now I have 329. What did I do wrong? And I think, it's oh like my not, goodness. You didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> yes. If I could take a Sharpie and put it on your phone where it shows where your follower number is, I would because it does not matter. So focusing on the numbers, just be a human being. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. And and that kind of comes back to like, are those people like, are they, are they truly interested? Are they like, right? You are they taking, are you like helping them take it to the next level? And are you really serving them with the information? Mm -hmm. And and I think that's what it comes down to too, is like, you know, everyone is, has so many questions. And if you have something to say and something to provide, like that's, I don't know. I think that's like the best form of marketing is like sharing your knowledge and information mm-hmm. and, and just kind of, it's, it's a little bit of a long-term play. Like I think there's an, there's another conversation about this where people want these like immediate results. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's immediate, like everything is so instantaneous in our world now. Like you can literally order your groceries on your phone and they arrive to you. Like I live in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> I can get Not here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> but in, you know, if you're depending on where you live, like the access to information, I mean, even just the access to information is immediate. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we kind of expect that sometimes in our businesses, and if you're in a service based business, sometimes it's good to take a step back and be like, it may not be immediate. Like it does take mm-hmm. a, can take a while to nurture and grow and, um, you know, grow, you know, but that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we just, we just kind of want everything now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You're one of like the first um, people in marketing that actually like speaks my language and doesn't make me feel like I need to be this extroverted person. And all I care about is getting people in and nothing else matters. It, it, I, I, it's very good to know that there's people oh, like you, you out there. <laughs> I'm so excited to hear that. Well, I mean, you had definitely, I mean, it, I actually think it's interesting with the extrovert introvert because um, I read something where it was like, even if you're introverted, I mean, you obviously, you obviously can be extroverted. You have a podcast and it's amazing. Um, and you're a coach, but <laughs> it's, it's more of like where you get your, your, how you like fill up your energy. Mm-hmm. It's like, and then, so for me, I'm an extrovert. So when I, well now it's been a little hard for me because I was always like, when I needed to kind of like fill up my cup, I would like go socialize or like go to networking mm. events. But other people would be like, you're insane. I would never, I would like, <laughs> I would not go talk to more people if I knew to like fill up. 
Oh my gosh. Exactly. And I, I, I've been on so many podcasts talking about why introverts actually make really great entrepreneurs because they can operate from their comfort zone. And so I, I love that topic and I am always going to be this introvert. I mean, even just going online and I see, you know, going through stories and people start talking to me through a story. I'm like, Oh no, no, no. Too loud. <laughs> right. And I, but I think that, you know, if I would have thought that I was doing something wrong because I wasn't extroverted like Janet, then my business wouldn't be successful. Then I would just make up this whole limiting belief that would hold me back. So it's like, it's really, you know, you're going to be as successful as you believe you can be. It doesn't matter what personality you are, but it's funny how everything always comes down to just being a good person, a good Mm -hmm. human that wants to have conversations with people and that wants to help people. So that's, that's kind of my takeaway. Yeah. And like, I mean, if you really can like put yourself in another person's like position and you know, that's just even like that, that deep level connection that so many of us are craving and, Mm -hmm. you know, immediately like people are like, wow, you speak my language or I, I know that I can like trust you and, um, you know, we can work together and, you know, of course that's kind of like the end goal, but it of course, you know, takes us to the next level of really like, hum- I mean, it really kind of like comes down to like just humanizing the whole mm-hmm. experience of business and marketing instead of just thinking of it as some separate like entity and yes, like all icky and everything. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, exactly. I love it. Um, Janet, this was an amazing conversation. How can people find more about you and how to get involved with what you do? Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. So you can uh, visit us on our website. That's aimtel.com, A-I-M-T-A-L.com. Or of course you can just find us on social. We are, we're everywhere, but if you really want to, as I mentioned, um, definitely Twitter or LinkedIn, um, or you can kind of connect with me, just Janet Mesh as well um, on the internet. (laughs) You'll be able to find us there. Um, Yeah. And thank you so much, Lindsay. This was super fun. Yeah, absolutely. We will put all of Janet's links in the show notes. You guys can go find and connect with her. And if you're listening to this and you want to share an Instagram story, take a screenshot of the episode and tag us so we can see that you're listening. So thank you so much for being with us, Janet. And you're welcome to come back anytime. This was a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I am so grateful for you and I want to be sure you are a part of my free community. Go to dreamclientcommunity.com and join our free Facebook group. We have all kinds of cool things happening every single day, so don't miss out. Also, if you love downloading freebies, check out my freebie vault on my website by going to lindsaymaloney.com, selecting freebie vault, and there you can download all the things that will help you start and scale your coaching business. And if you're feeling extra generous, be sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss the next episode. 